Welcome. Welcome to St Margaret's Lee for our act of worship on this, the Feast of Christ the King. So join us here at St Margaret's this morning as we gather together, acknowledging that Christ is the true and only source for our praise, for our worship and for our devotion. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess him, King of glory now. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let, Let us, us rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Amen. For we have come together 
in the name of Christ, to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek the forgiveness of our sins. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may give ourselves to the service of God. Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from our sin and turn to Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Lord God, we, we have, have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, whose Son Jesus Christ ascended to the throne of heaven, that he might rule over all things as Lord and King. Keep the Church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from Daniel and is going to be read for us by Kathy Warren. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, verses 9, 10, 13 and 14. As I watched, thrones were set in place and an ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames and its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. A thousand thousand served him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood attending him. The court sat in judgment and the books were opened. As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the ancient one and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship that all peoples nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away. And his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. Mm -hmm. 
Our Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John and is read for us by Trevor Dimmock. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, starting at verse 33. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the King of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this of your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice.
Once upon a time, a long time ago, there lived a king. He was no ordinary king. He was different from other kings. He did everything backwards from the way other kings did them. From the very day he was born, you could tell that this king was going to be different. Usually, kings are born in a palace, but this king was born in an ordinary village house surrounded by donkeys, sheep and cows. It wasn't a very big beginning for a king. In fact, very few people even knew that a king had been born. Only a handful of shepherds and some wise men got the word. As the infant king grew into man, he continued to be different from other kings. Most kings spend their time getting as rich as they can, but this king owned nothing at all. And while most kings surround themselves with servants, he chose to be a servant. He could often be found helping others. As time went by, some people became very unhappy with this king because he just didn't act the way that they thought a king should act. Instead of riding into town on a big white horse, this king rode into town on the back of a donkey. Instead of making big announcements and ordering people about, he sat down and told stories. Was this any way for a king to act? What's more, this king was poor and the people he chose to be his friends his closest friends were a bunch of fishermen, and he made a point of eating with the outsiders, the ones who were usually left out. Finally, the people decided that they had to put up with this king, this king backward, long enough. If he couldn't act the way a king should act, that they didn't want him to be their king. They made a plan to have him arrested and thrown into prison. Their plan worked. When the day came for his trial, the king stood before the people. They shouted, Crucify him. He is not our king. Crucify him. So that is what they did. They crucified their king. They nailed him to a cross. They put a crown made of thorns on his head. They poked him with sharp sticks and made fun of him. What a way for a king to die. After he was crucified, a friend took his body and put it in a borrowed tomb. Back to eight. That isn't the end of the story. In fact, it's just the beginning. Remember, this king was different. King Backward rose from the grave to live forever. Now, instead of being the backward king, he is the forever king. He is the king to anyone who chooses him to be their king. Oh, I'm sure there are still some people who may call him King Backward. But those who know him don't call him that. They call him King Jesus. And because he is now King forever, he is our King too. The climactic vision of the book of Daniel describes how God, ancient of days, takes up his throne like a king and is worshipped by millions upon millions. Then another figure appears, one like a son of man, to whom the Ancient of Days gives over glory, dominion and kingship, such that all should serve him forever. It is astonishing that in this vision, Daniel witnesses God Almighty take all that is his and humbly present it to this divine Son of Man. And it is this very Son of Man, Christ the King, whom we acknowledge this day, that also imitates this self-emptying action in his incarnate earthly ministry. God reigns 
but he does not rule. God has authority and sovereignty over the entire cosmos, but he chooses not to wield it like a medieval autocratic monarch. And Jesus, as the exact image of the invisible God, within whom the fullness of deity is pleased to dwell, perfectly reflects the self-effacing and humble nature in his earthly ministry, as the King who came not to be served, but to serve, Christ, the backwards King, as we have just heard, who offers his life as a ransom for many. As the great hymn in Paul's letter to the Philippians declares, Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This paradoxical and contradictory activity of love, humble and meek, within the depths of the divine, this backwards kingship, turns all creation upside down. Not only does it reveal to us the essence and nature of the living God, a self-emptying yet boundless creator, but it gives us a paradigm of perfection to aspire to in our daily lives. Every facet of our being and substance ought to be influenced and transformed by the example of Christ, the backwards King. Our spiritual worship to God, our relationships with one another, and our role as stewards of the King to responsibly tend and care for his creation. In Luke's Gospel, when the Apostles argue over which of them is the greatest, Jesus says, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, but not so with you, reminding us how all the emperors and tyrants, ancient and modern, the despots and dictators of fascist and communist regimes all throughout history who follow the heartless and unloving doctrine of might is right, were terrible examples to follow. Rather, as disciples of Christ, the backwards king, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. Imitating Jesus means being different, very different from the world around us. It means being backwards. As the story that was told to us shows us, Christ the King wasn't born in a palace, didn't have wealth or servants, and had no interest in power or popularity. Christ the King befriended the lowly and marginalized, saved the sick and sinners, eventually went willingly to a violent and God-forsaken death on the cross. In our lives as Christians who recognize the reign of this backwards king, we must take up our crosses and live radical sacrificial lives of servanthood, compassion, inclusivity and humility, rejecting the false idols of celebrity, ideology and the self. We must never lord it over others, 
or chase vain dreams of power and wealth, but as saints instead regard everyone with loving kindness, offering up our lives to God as servants, even like Jesus, if necessary, to the point of death. This is how, in all our created variety and beauty, we reflect the image of our Father and Creator, the Ancient of Days, follow the example of the Son of Man, Christ the King, and live in the power of the Holy Spirit, the sanctifying giver of life. To end with a quote from C.S. Lewis, how monotonously alike all the great tyrants and conquerors have been, how gloriously different all the saints. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. And so would you please join with us both in the affirmation of faith. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. My name is Leslie Palgrave and uh, my husband Colin and I have been members of the church community at St Margaret since we moved to Blackheath in 2001. Uh, we've really enjoyed the support and the worship we experienced there, so much that I am now a church warden for my sins. Um, this is Ability Sunday, and I would like to just um, outline my position there. I am registered blind. I have a small amount of sight in one eye. I have a congenital eye condition, which has involved quite a lot of surgery and not very helpful treatment over the years um, and my sight is still deteriorating. Um, however, I feel that um, my faith in God and my knowledge of God's presence has really helped me through and lead, led me to leave what I hope was a useful life. I've um, I, I worked as um, a social worker and lastly a psychotherapist, um, mostly in the field of mental health. I did actually work in other fields too, but mostly mental health, which has been an enduring passion for me. I really feel that mental health does not receive enough support and that people are not understood because they don't have a physical disability and, and people regard it as scary. But um, I thank you know I thank God that I actually had the ability to be around and involved in that field. Um, my faith, I think, has helped me um, in a situation that might seem depressing, that I, I started off with um, being much too party sighted and had sight in both eyes and it's gradually gone over the years. Um, but I, I feel that um, God's presence has always been with me and that I've had spiritual 
comfort and um, that God has enabled me through various means, often unexpectedly, to fulfil that role. Um, and in spite of my sight, I never expected or, or even hoped actually for my sight to be restored or improved. I know that's a physical impossibility. Um, and I want really to be the person I am and to be the best person I am. And I feel that's where God's support um, and my close relationship with Jesus actually helps. And just to say, this is the, the, um, this is the day, the festival of Christ the King. And um, my experience of Christ is closest to the servant king. Um, and I feel that we receive so much from God that we should actually start to serve each other. And my life for me has been about service to other people. Um, and it brings its own rewards. Um, and um, I feel happy now. I'm very happy with my husband, Colin, who's totally blind. Um, and we feel we're living the life, best life we can. What more can we ask? Through Jesus, our King, let us pray to our loving, eternal God. Let us pray for your kingdom to come in the worldwide communities of those who believe in Jesus Christ. May our lives enthrone him. We pray for your kingdom to come to the nations of the world, that all monarchs and heads of state be led in the ways of truth and righteousness, and recognise with humility that they are called to serve, so that they may allow God's values to take root and grow for each person to be respected as a beloved child of God. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray for your kingdom to come in our homes and families, our communities and places of work, in all thinking, all speaking, and all action. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray for your kingdom to come in our hospitals and surgeries, in every place of pain and sadness. Let this pandemic be controlled and its grip lessened with vaccinations, with everyone being considerate about their neighbours. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. We pray for those who have been scattered far from their homes and loved ones, that they may be enabled to live again in peace and happiness within your promised kingdom here on earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We pray that your kingdom may come to those who are dying, that they may know and feel your closeness, and may those who mourn their loved ones know for certain that your kingdom stretches across both sides of death. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. We thank you for making us and redeeming us, and we pray that we may welcome you to come and reign in our hearts here on earth and in your eternal kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gathering our prayers and praises into one. 
Let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here at St Margaret's Lee for this act of worship on the Feast of Christ the King. And so let us conclude by saying the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.